The party of the summer is here. WWE takes over Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada for SummerSlam 2021. Bobby Lashley will defend his WWE Championship against the legend Goldberg. Goldberg, you have run down on the almighty WWE Champion, Bobby Lashley. Nikki A.S.H. will defend her Raw Women's Championship in a triple threat match against Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. Nikki A.S.H. catches in! Oh my god! Oh, what? Oh my god! Top rope, the bell rings, it's official! Cross body! One, two, three! We have a new champion! <laughs> Plus a match seven years in the making as Seth Rollins finally gets his hands on the rated R superstar, Edge. Seth, you have no inkling the Pandora's box of violence and mental pain that you have opened. And a main event worthy of WrestleMania as the tribal chief, Roman Reigns will defend his Universal Championship against the 16-time World Heavyweight Champion, John Cena. I've been against the odds my whole freaking life. I built Suplex City, and all I need to do is just hang in there. One, two, three. And you're the biggest failure in WWE history. Get ready to party because this is Rope Talk SummerSlam Edition with your hosts Nick Legit and Thomas Cordray, featuring special guest Logan Corkins. Greetings, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Rope Talk. I am your host, Nick Legit, and tonight, ladies and gentlemen, it is one of the big four in WWE pay-per-views. It is the biggest party of the summer. It's SummerSlam, everybody. 2021. Crowds are back. Full capacity. It's going to be insane. And for the insaneness that is going to go on, I need people to join me on these. And so tonight, I have two guests. I got the Wrestling Wikipedia, Thomas Cordray. Hola. Hola. Welcome. And then I have somebody who we, again, we don't have much on here, but luckily we had him on the NXT prediction and we got him again for this one, people. We finally got him on another WWE pay-per-view for SummerSlam. I'm, of course, talking about the mad scientist himself, Logan Corkins. Nick, uh... Thomas, it's awesome to be here. It cracks me up that Allegiant Stadium is going to hold a full-capacity wrestling crowd before they host a full-capacity Raiders crowd. This yeah, well, that's funny to me. Probably the best, because there probably won't be a lot of people in the Raiders games anyway. So, ooh, shot in the dark. Oh, here we go. Shot in the dark. Take your victory lap around Arrowhead. Oh man! I want to say who. Hey, is that uh that club that's supposed to be at Allegiant Stadium? Is that supposed to be open by the time SummerSlam's there? Yeah, on it actually is. It is. It okay. It'll be open. Okay, sweet. The, the stadium's vague. Complete. I think it was completely open last weekend for a Garth Brooks show. Okay. That makes sense then. But it just cracks me up because, like, even the preseason. Like, I, I don't think they host the preseason game until like. Yeah, it's the third game. Which yeah. is just hilarious to me. So, yeah, because they were in Seattle on Saturday. Yeah. Yep. And that game did not look good. <laughs> hey, easy. Easy. I wasn't saying about you, know you guys. I was saying about the Raiders. 
We're not here to talk about professional hot potato. We're here to talk about professional wrestling. You're damn right, Nick. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it, man. Um, so before we get into the matches that have already been said, what's going to happen? Uh, keep in mind, people, we are recording this uh, Wednesday. So there might be some matches added before this gets posted. But I'm going to go through the rumored matches to happen just in case they happen. I did this before, and luckily I did because that match was put on there. So um, let's go to the first one that is rumored to happen, and that is Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. This is a really cheap way to get a really big crowd reaction to Balor. Mm-hmm. Hey, whatever works, man. More popular and back into the main title picture, I'm all for it. So, before we go into this, though, I have to ask you guys, what do you think of this gimmick that Baron Corbin is doing? Your honest opinion. I'm tired of it. <laughs> I like the character work, and I think he's showing a different side of himself. And he, the backstage stuff that he's been filming, he's filmed stuff for, like, TikTok and Twitter and stuff. That stuff's hilarious. But, like, the, just the, the story, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of it. Yeah, this is, I mean, I, I think this is a new low for Corbin. Literally and figuratively, like, it just, it's not hitting for me. It's a hit and miss for me. I didn't care for it at first, but yeah, like you said, Thomas, the backstage stuff is really hilarious with it. I've seen the one where he's talking about, like, his whole day of how, like, he's not allowed back in the arena if he gets out or something, and then he goes... Well, at least I'm getting paid for doing this documentary. And then you hear the guy go, uh, no, you're not actually. What? I'm not getting paid for this? <laughs> I'm like, that okay, seems great, this. man. Yeah, that was funny. But I do love that he's still like, he's trying to be, the thing I love about this, this is the reason I kind of love this gimmick, is that he's trying to be a baby face, but going about it in a heel way. Yeah, and I don't think he could ever be a babyface. Like, I get they're trying to get sympathy for him here, but there's no shot that anybody's ever going to think he's a babyface. But that's the thing I love is that they're trying to do sympathy, but he's still, like, being Baron Corbin. You know, like, he was talking to Kevin Owens, and he's like, come on, man, can't you spot me some money? I mean, we all know you don't use it for wrestling gear. <laughs> and stuff like that, and I'm like, oh, Okay. So the, like, stuff the, like that gets me. Yeah, the one thing I can pinpoint of how like Corbin will never be a babyface is like Del Rio. Like when they try to turn oh, him yeah. face. Oh. No one's ever going to cheer for a guy coming out in scarves that are $5,000 and driving $60,000 cars. We're not going to yeah. cheer for that. Nobody's sympathetic for that. You can't be a babyface. You're no shot. Kansas City doesn't even like Barrett and he's from here. Yeah. <laughs> we can't stand him. <laughs> we don't want him. Yeah. Like, though, he is a Claim you're actually from Maryville, where you are from. Like, we don't want to associate you. Uh, I geez. love Baron Corbin. I love him as a heel. He's a great heel. But uh, if this match does happen, my pick is Finn Balor. Yeah, that's not even a question, to be honest with question. you. Yeah. Yeah, hands down. Uh, there was another rumored match, and I lost my parts place on here. But... <laughs> The only one, the other one I can think of would maybe a pre-show IC title match with Apollo and Nakamura. It's the only thing I can think that yeah. could possibly happen. You guys, yeah, we'll go ahead and give our predictions if that match happens. But I'm going to tell you right now, Nakamura. 
Nakamura a thousand percent. Yeah, he literally just won that title. He needs to have a good push with it. And I'm loving this whole gimmick with him. It's yep. It's great. It's beautiful. And I will tell you right now, from experience, me and Nick can attest to this. Speaking of Nakamura and crowds being back, if anybody could ever go to a SmackDown or a pay-per-view, go just for the Shinsuke Nakamura entrance. Oh it's the most invigorating thing in the world. Like you will literally get chills in your bones. Of how good that entrance is in the crowd experience. It's incredible. It's, it's literally like it's the equivalent of when you go to a show and the first gong of the Undertaker's music hits. It's like that through Nakamura's whole entrance because, yeah, the crowd is just going with the guitar and everything. And everybody's so in sync. It's actually pretty crazy because. And now he's got boogs, dude. Yes. <laughs> Pat McAfee helping him. Yeah, right, yeah. Boogs, dude. That's such a cool gimmick with that guitar, dude. I love yeah. that so much. I, Dude, ever since Pat McAfee has been on the main roster, I have been... I've been telling you about him for a long time, yeah. man. It's just paying, it's, it's paying it, dude. It, it's, it's all coming together, man. It is. He is so wonderful, and the crowd loves him. Oh, dude, Pat McAfee is the... Okay, so have you guys seen what he's been doing off-camera before the shows? Yeah, he's like uh, Mr. Monday Night on YouTube and stuff, yeah. No, so he does a minute with Pat. He gets every show, right? Oh, the, 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 the promos before the show? Yeah, so he's yep. been cutting promos. The first one he did, um, it was in, like, Fort Worth, Texas or whatever. Like, the dude just went on, like, and he, he says that he completely outlives him, and he doesn't think about what he's going to do or say until he's just in the moment. Nobody gets people on their feet like Pat McAfee does. Like, this dude's going to get a WrestleMania match just on the sheer fact that he can call the audience the way that yep. he does. That would be another one I would love to see if we were... Uh, go back and listen to our NXT one, but we were talking about possible Adam Cole call-up. I would love for them to reignite their feud on oh, SmackDown. Dude, that's what happens. Like, McAfee's, like, do, like talking right as the show starts, and Cole comes out of nowhere and just super kicks him. Oh, mm-hmm. give it to me, please. Yeah. So... Cole, if you go anywhere, please go to SmackDown. There's so many opportunities there. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I've been loving uh, Pat McAfee. Just one as a commentator. He's been so great. Him and Cole, honestly, like, this is the first time I've ever had thought Cole was entertaining because he matches McAfee so well on commentating. It's so yeah. great. Yeah, and Cole said it on the on McAfee show. He's like, you know, you've you've revitalized my career, and it's a hundred percent true because like Cole has a new energy to him, and he and he's still a great. Like, say what you want about Michael Cole, he's one of the best broadcasters. Oh, just hands in down. general. Yeah, he's been with but, him for so many years. He's been a loyal soldier. Yep. Yeah, he's been a loyal soldier. He just does everything well. But you get him in there with Pat McAfee, and like I remember back at like what was it? It was WrestleMania in New York. When supposedly Cole didn't like how uh, McAfee wore jorts to WrestleMania, WrestleMania. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is great. I'm gonna be honest with you guys right now, and this this is a complete shoot. This is my this is probably my. I know they've only been together for like maybe what six months. Four, yeah, six, maybe six months at the most. This is my second favorite commentary team of all time. Oh, hands down, I'll agree. Yeah. I mean, Jim Jim Ross and Jerry are obviously my first with the attitude there. Oh. Yeah, nobody's going to top those two. But this is my second favorite. And I love what Raw, Shivani, and Excalibur are doing on AEW, but I don't think they hold a candle to what Cole and McAfee are doing. They're so It makes SmackDown, for me, so much more bearable because a lot of times we watch wrestling, 
like especially with, with uh, Michael Cole in like 2010, 2011, when he was doing that whole heel shtick. It was unbearable it was, to watch. Yeah. But now, oh, I love Michael Cole. I mean, I've always loved him because, like you guys said, he's been there 25, 30 years. He's been a part of our childhood. But this is the best Michael Cole I think I've ever seen in my entire life. But then, too, like, you think about it, there's just the way that Pat plays. Like, when Big E is getting a foot massage, <laughs> so um, you've got uh, you got Pat just sitting in there. He's like, I am enjoying a spa during this match. Yeah, right. Enjoy life, Michael Cole. Enjoy I, I, it. I love when you said when Big E first invited him. He's like, there's only room for two, Michael. Hold the fort down. <laughs> he's making Michael Cole stay there because he can't go have any fun. It was hilarious. And he's just so great. And I love how he, like, he just ties Michael Cole to everything, too. It's like... Oh, Michael Cole says that Pittsburgh's the worst, but I love it. So, like, he does the heel face gimmick so well. And it's yeah, just, and I God. think I think my favorite thing about Pat McAfee, but I, I mean, Nick's known I've loved him for a long time. I mean, even when he was mm-hmm. a punter with the Colts and watching his, you know, his, his YouTube, listening to his podcast and everything. But he's so in tune with, like, you know, the, the culture outside of wrestling. and He's very hip-hop. knowledgeable of the sport. Yeah, well, not only the sport, but he's he, he he's culturally, like, sound. Like, he knows things outside of wrestling. And when Michael Cole said something that's outside of wrestling, it, he, it doesn't play very well, like, coming out of his mouth. But when McAfee says it, he's so in tune with the outside world that when he brings it into wrestling on the commentary booth, you believe it, and it's, like, funny, and it makes sense, and the joke hits, or it's, you know, whatever. It's it's a lot more believable when somebody like Pat says it instead of, like, you know, Corey Graves, Byron Saxton, Michael Cole. It's one of those things where, like, it's just a lot more enjoyable that way. Where, where I think, like, McAfee shows his true brilliance is, like, okay, Corey Graves for so long has been seen as, like, the prodigal son to Michael Cole. I'm sorry, I can't, I couldn't ever stand the Corey Graves-Michael Cole t- table because... Like it's like Cole 2.0. Graves is a heel. He it does remind play... me of Graves was trying to act, I think, too much like how Cole and JBL were. Yeah, like okay, not everybody needs to gang up on Byron. Like Byron's entertain like Byron from a sheer knowledge standpoint is fantastic. Yeah, he's just a uh, goofy. That's the only thing. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's a virgin, okay? Let's just call it like it is. Um <laughs> it's okay. It's like enjoy your lifetime of virginity, man. Like it's and it's nothing wrong with that. Like Byron Saxton is a great family. Like he he's great for live events. He's re, I mean, he he really is good for the table, and he does balance Corey Graves out pretty well as well. But yeah, like so too. McAfee and Cole work so well because McAfee is so completely opposite of Michael Cole. Yeah, that you just can't help but love it. And yeah, they're polar opposites, but they 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 click so well. In in the way the way he just respects the craft. Like he had Roman Reigns on the pod last week. And Such a great interview. If you haven't heard that, go listen to it. That right is now. one of the best interviews you will hear all freaking year. Honestly, the one Roman did with Ryan sets in this week was fantastic as well. But like Pat has such a respect for the craft and what these guys do and who they are as characters. Like he just set Roman up for all these great questions. It was just like, yeah. dude, this this is how you do an interview. Yeah, it's so great. I loved it. I love him. He is so wonderful. He's entertaining. He's very charismatic, which I think is something a commentator has to be. But he's not over-the-top charismatic to where it's like heel Michael Cole, where he's trying too hard. He's not forcing it. It's organic. You you yeah. can feel that it's just an organic flow that he's got. Mm-hmm. So I love that. It's wonderful. But let's get into our SummerSlam match card because – 
First match is Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie. All right. I thought that the Goldberg Bobby Lashley match was going to be the one that I really, really could honestly like not watch and be fine with. But boy, did they top it on Monday when they announced this match. Yeah. Did anybody want Eva Marie back? Or is it just... I, I, want, I want Braun Strowman back. Take Eva Marie and give me Braun Strowman back, please. Okay. I, I want Ruby her. Riot. I want Braun Strowman. I want all those people back. If, yeah. I wanted her if she was going to bring Brock Lesnar Jr. with her. Because, like, they train together. They do a lot train of together, yeah. Doing other things together, like... I would have loved to see those two come up together. Yeah. Be like a power couple. Um, yeah. I, I would have liked that better than what we've got right now. And I also think that what they are doing <clears throat> with Piper Niven makes me want to throw up with with Dewdrop being what she is. Yeah. Yeah. Completely wasting her talent. Yep. All right. Here, all right, Nick, here you go. Here's, here's one that I'm curious to see what your opinion is going to be on this one. This Alexa Bliss storyline sucks. Oh, without, I agree. Without the fiend, it is pointless. I hate it. I think the doll's dumb. That night that the doll was chasing um, Shayna Baszler around ruined this entire thing for me. I think as soon as they released Bray Wyatt, this should have ended. I I hate this thing. I I yeah. hate it. It sucks. It's so stupid. Like uh, I remember watching one of the Raws. And it was a match with uh, Dewdrop against maybe Alexa Bliss. It was, and Lily appeared on the uh, the top row. Yeah, sitting there, and you could tell like they did the camera thing, but the camera was still shaking, and they tried to give Lily the wink, but it was the eye like the wink was moving around with the camera. And it just looks so freaking stupid. Yeah. And I love Alexa Bliss. I always I have. Do too. She's a great character. Her heel you know, work. I do. I yeah. just love this woman ever since NXT. She's been tremendous yeah. and wonderful. Her, but her you know, heel work is terrible. But this gimmick should have died when Bray Wyatt left and when the Thunderdome left. I don't think this is a good live crowd gimmick. I think with the Thunderdome, it was great when Bray was still there and they could do stuff like pre-taped and stuff like that. But I don't think it's working anymore. I re- I just want to see Alexa Bliss back to being an absolute heel and just just being who she is. I, I don't like this gimmick at all. I know she loves it, and she's doing everything she can with it, and bless her for that. I respect but, her for, for sticking with the gimmick. I mean, I just, I, I, I'm not into it. Know, it's literally a female Bray Wyatt, and it's just not as good. It's Yeah, it also doesn't help. The guy who created this whole thing isn't there anymore. So, like, his vision isn't. It's not. I don't think it could be as evil and demented and twisted as it, it originally planned because he's not there anymore. Because yeah. unfortunately, like the thing about it is with Bray Wyatt, all this supernatural stuff. Yes, some of it happened in the ring. Yeah, but it was because like his supernatural stuff was that he could endure like so much pain as the fiend, yep. towards like this is uh, inhuman. Like the as much as people hated the Hell in a Cell, I think was it actually the thing that showed everybody. Once everybody got the whole, what do I want to say the the expectation out the window. And if you go back and watch that match, story wise, I think it put the feed into that. Like, okay, this is going to be a, just a 
a killer. Yeah. Because he's taking kendo sticks. He took the hammer to the head. And everybody's like, they've done that before and never stopped the match. Yes, but the person has never been laying on the ground with a chair over his head. And then the person actually uses the metal part of the hammer to hammer somebody's face in. That's how you kill a person. True. So, but with this, the Alexa Bliss gimmick, no, it's, it's, trust me, I will 100% agree. It is, it shot downhill real quick. Yeah, that's fair. So. Well, with that, I'm still going to go with Alexa Bliss, though, because I really um, don't yeah, want to win. <laughs> no. I'm going to go with Eva Marie. She gets the win. They book, they start setting her up for a title. At least shot. Okay. I certainly hope not, but I don't. Th- I mean, I hope not. I hope not. I hope it's more a tag team title than anything else. But it's WWE, man. Yeah. I think I think Dewdrop costs her the win on Saturday. Probably just because she's been abusing Dewdrop, and it's like, yep. okay, seriously, Dewdrop, you could annihilate Eva Marie. Yep. Realistic or you know, scripted wise. Yep. But yeah, I, I'm going Alexa Bliss in this because as much shit as I just gave the gimmick, for some reason, they're really trying to get it over without the Fiend. See, it's a good thing Logan's here because, as most of you know, me and Nick usually pick about the same. We don't usually stray too far from each other. So it's nice to have Logan back on the show so he can... We have that conflict. Right, exactly. It's it's <laughs> nice to have the, the, different, the differing opinions. It's nice. I enjoy it. So I can set you bitches straight. <laughs> <laughs> but we were talking earlier about opposites being wonderful together. This next match is the perfect representation of that. Because we have the Raw Tag Team Championship, AJ Styles and Omas versus RK Bro. RK Bro is back. Yeah, that was literally so. I you said Nick, you haven't watched Raw in a while. I have a hard time sitting through Raw, um, but this was definitely the best thing that's probably happened on Raw in the last like two months. Like I said, I enjoy going back and I'll watch like you know how Raw WWE does those like top ten moments yeah. of the past Raw or the past SmackDown. I'll watch those and through those, I'll see if something on there is like, ooh, this will be interesting. And I'm so glad I did because this came up where one I loved. What was it? Uh, Two weeks ago when Orton did the RKO on Matt Riddle, I loved the promo he did at the beginning when Randy came back. And Riddle is just like that younger brother that's yep. just happy that he gets to go with the older brother. And the older brother is like, no, you can't go with us because, you know, we're going to do this and you're not welcome there kind of thing. And the part that got me and Riddle and Orton, I never thought I'd want these two to be together. But it's like a Pete Dunn, Matt Riddle 2.0. It's so great. But the part that got me was when Riddle looks at Orton and he has those like puppy dog eyes and goes, does this mean you don't want to team with me anymore? Like, oh, damn it, Riddle. You're pulling at my heartstrings here. And then, yeah. Riddle showcasing his inner daddy issues. (laughs) What was it that he said? He goes, it's just like when my dad went to go get milk. Still hasn't come back. Like, <sighs> Jesus, Riddle. <laughs> but, no, I love that these two are back. I think this has been a breath of fresh air, especially for Raw, because Raw needs it. 
So I have enjoyed this. I yeah, love that they're back. I'm just I, waiting for the inevitable heel turn from Orton. The full this time. Yep. I like I said weeks ago in our other prediction, I don't remember which one it was, but I said that I hope that Orton turns on Riddle. I wanted to like I, I, I like it. Like I said, it was the best thing to happen on Raw in the past probably two, three months. But I enjoy it right now. But yeah, I'm just waiting for the Viper to be the Viper. I think they're going to be a team for a little bit, but yeah, Orton's going to yeah. go back to his old ways. But the things I love about this, and I really hope it was just thought of on the spot by them, but it's when they're in the backstage stuff and Riddle starts, you know, jabbering on and or just, you know, does the hush moment and Riddle literally zips his lips, locks it. And the part I love is when Orton just literally puts out his hand Riddle drops one, the imaginary key, so Orton's going along with the whole shtick. Picks yeah. up the imaginary key and tosses it back. I'm like, this is comedy gold. So I... That's the one I'm, thing we can say about Orton, though, now. Maybe not, you know, earlier in his career, but he's... His his backstage and gimmick like and his promos are so much better than they used to be. And I think he's at a point now in his career where he's trying to give back. So this is a great storyline to like be with Riddle, possibly win the tag titles with him, and propel Riddle. Because not everybody gets to team and win a title with Orton. Not too many people get to team with Orton in the first place, but possibly win a title with him. It's pretty big for your career. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a forced-together tag team. Like, Riddle, that's the thing I love about this, is that Riddle's literally had to earn Orton's respect. <laughs> And Orton has said in interviews, like, he loves this guy. So that's two big pluses right there. But I love this. Uh, the other, On the other hand, I love the team of AJ and Omos because I think Omos could be, like, a great giant for them to have. He's pretty quick in the ring. And, I mean, he doesn't do much in the ring, but everything he does has so much impact with it. It's got meaning to it. You, you, yes. you both it. Yeah. Yeah, he's literally a mixture of, like, he's got the size of the great Khali, but, like, speed of, Jesus, I would have to say, like, Vader, how quick that man could move in the ring. Yeah. I love it. I love this whole, both of these tag teams. I think this is going to be a great tag team match. There's going to be definitely some, I think, comedy moments in it, but... I got to ask you guys, do you think this is the night AJ and Omos lose the titles? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know what I want to say, Nick? <laughs> you know I want to say no, because it's AJ Styles. <laughs> but I think the way they've been building this, it, it's got to be Orton and Riddle. Yeah. I think it's got to be the payoff. I really do. I think I think it's going to be Riddle and Orton. As much as it pains me to say, I'm picking AJ to lose a match. I know. It's like you're going against Cole. It's going to hurt. <laughs> it hurts so bad. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think it's, uh, I mean, AJ and Omos have held them since WrestleMania, which is a pretty yes. good uh, gap to hold them. It's helped Omos become dominant. So I think that tag team has done when it's need to. It's now time for somebody else to start doing it. So I think, yeah, AJ and Omos. Their title ranks done for. Now let's go on to a match I guess I'm sort of excited for. I haven't really decided if I'm excited for this match or not. 
but Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. Yay, Jinder's back. Yay. Mm. <laughs> I did it just to piss off Thomas. Oh, uh, don't hinder the gender. <laughs> modern day Maharaja. Nick knows my opinion on this guy, especially when he won the title, like, what, four years ago? Against Orton? Why? God. What? <laughs> it was definitely, like, I will say this out of anything, it was a great shock factor. Because I don't think anybody saw Orton losing the title. No. He did well with the title when he had it. He beat Shinsuke Nakamura at SummerSlam. Do not even come at me sideways, Mr. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he did great. What are you talking about? Are we watching the same show? Sadly, yes. At that time, we were watching the same show. <laughs> okay, I don't hate gender. I think he's a great wrestler. He's a great talent. His promo work's gotten better, but I don't think he's anything above a mid card talent. I really don't. I didn't believe it. I, lo- I love him. His character's great. His stuff he did with 3MB all those years ago was hilarious. Him, Heath, and Drew was great. But I think he's a great IC US champion, and that's it. Yeah, I can't I, believe I can't believe him as a main event talent. I really can't. And that's the unfortunate thing because he definitely has the body stature for it. But oh, it's he's, just he's got the ability to do it. Yeah. I it's just not believable. It's just, yeah, it's just something about it. I'm just like I look at it. And I'm like, it's it just doesn't click with me. And it's yeah. unfortunate for him because yeah, he has he's one of those guys that. You know, he tries to get better. He tries to yeah. get better in the ring. He's gotten better on promos. Uh, he's gotten, like, I mean, I think he's definitely gotten down the heel gimmick pretty good. Like, he's getting more and more heat. But there's just something about him for me that's not clicking to be the main event status yet. Yep. All right, Logan, let me get your opinion on this one real quick. Oh, let me boy. ask you a question. Oh, hit me, hit me with this question. So with the way they've been booking the storyline with with Drew and Gender, uh-huh. on the out, just take take your wrestling background and how much you love this business and everything like that. Take it out of the window, as somebody just watching it for the first time and seeing the way the storylines played out for the last month. Who do you think is the heel and who do you think is the babyface going into this feud? Uh, I mean. Neither really. <laughs> I'm I gonna mean, go Jinder with the way I, that's been booking it. I think Jinder is the babysit face for sure. Um, it's it's weird because I think they want it switched, but you can't tell me an, a dude swinging a sword around at people is a very babyface thing to do, right? <laughs> and then destroying that's, his fight doesn't make any sense. Like it just. If I was a new fan looking at this, I'd say, "Oh, great, we're going with every Scottish." Uh, stereotype. He's got the sword. He's got the kilt. Oh my God! Please don't bend over. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's just. I think it's backwards booking because, like I said, swinging a sword and destroying a dude's bike. I mean, I would think that gender is the babyface going into this, and it's so weird. It really is, man. What really could have like solidified this is if, like, so because they've used the sword so much, like. All of a sudden, Drew gets a uh, like a, a wayward look as he's kind of promo, and he kneels down with the sword, and he goes, "Jinder is coming." There's so many dumb, dumber ways, bad, worse ways that they could have booked this thing. 
I mean, look, I don't love this feud. I am happy that Jinder's back because I'm a huge Jinder Ball fan. I, I think, I, I, and I know Thomas, you and I are, are opposites on this, where, like, I can't stand Drew McIntyre. I think he was the most overproduced star of the Thunder and Omera. I appreciate the work he did, but I just think he's overhyped. I do like the Jinder's back. Um, I do hope Jinder gets the WWE Championships back. Oh, um, my God. I can't with this guy. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something a lot worse here in a second. Like, the sad thing is, I don't know if you're joking or not. I'm not. I'm not. Like, I genuinely like Jinder Mahal. Modern day Maharaja. He had a good heel thing going. Um, with his his with the Singh brothers, you never knew what was going to happen. I mean, look, I liked it. I was into it. And, heck, I would like to see a better Punjabi prison match. <laughs> Okay, I would have been okay with Jinder's run, except for the fact that he beat Nakamura at SummerSlam. No. Why? What if he got released? What if he got released and beat Kenny Omega on his first night in AEW? I would stop watching wrestling entirely. I would cancel my (laughs) subscriptions. I would take my two totes of wrestling DVDs that are down in my basement and throw them in the trash can. All my t-shirts would be... I I would be done completely. That'd be it. Game over, man. All right, AEW, we need you to put some booking to the test. <laughs> Listen, Kenny's got way too much creative pull. I don't think that would happen. No, I no, doubt Kenny. it. Hey, Kenny, I bet you won't lose to Jinder on a just one-off. Do it, you little bitch. Oh, <laughs> uh, jeez. All right, Nick. So... Let's, get in, let's get into the ending of this, please, so we can get <laughs> done with this topic. So, what do you guys have it going over? I've got Drew going over. And it has nothing to do with, I, like I said, I don't hate Jinder Mahal. I, I just, I think Drew wins this one. I don't hate Jinder Mahal, but I wish he just wasn't breathing anymore. Oh, he's a great wrestler. I mean, he's, he's got yeah. it. I, I think Drew wins. I think that's where they're going with this. I think this match goes on for a lot longer. It's going to be, I think, a multiple rivalry just because these two do know each other and they have a lot of uh, past experience. Uh, I'm honestly, I'm going to go gender. Okay. You know where my loyalties lie. <laughs> I can, I can dig it. It's, it's cool. I'll just can sit over. Dig it. I'll sit over here on the Drew train. That's fine. Whatever. I'll be by my side. Drew train going nowhere. Choo choo. <laughs> oh, it's, no, it's the Drew Drew train, not the Choo Choo train. Drew Drew train. Very <laughs> it's Drew Drew. Drew All right, now let's go to this match. Um, we have the United States Championship match: Sheamus versus Damian Priest. Hey, Loki, excited for this one. In a, I really can't wait to see Chambers drop a title. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going to say. This title reign for Sheamus has been boring. The whole... Yeah, the the, Riddles matches were really good, but other than that, I don't remember The matches were great. Everything else in between was so boring. Mm -hmm. Um, I get he broke his nose, but I've never liked the, the face mask thing. 
It's it's early the uh, Cody Rhodes thing brought back. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, I love Sheamus though. I mean, I've never hated yeah. the guy, um, but this I'm also ready for Priest to have a title too. I'm, right. That's I'm, especially after what he did at WrestleMania with, you know, bad. bad yeah, yeah. <laughs> Made that boy look like a star. Um, yeah, I mean, and then you know, it's everything he's done. I think he's ready. I, I think if anybody who's coming from NXT in a while, I think he's definitely a main event star for sure. And this will like put a title on him, so he's just in Vince's eyes more. And yeah. I think this would be the perfect time for him to win it because, I mean, you beat Sheamus for the championship, that puts a lot of eyes on you then because Sheamus has been around a while. So when you finally, you know, somebody hears, oh hey, Sheamus just lost the championship. To who? Oh, this guy named Damian Priest. And then people tune in and see who this Damian Priest guy is that beats Sheamus. And, I mean, Thomas, you know I've been a fan of Damian Priest. I've loved this guy. I think he's wonderful. He's going to be main event quality very soon. This is going to be a great stepping stone for him winning the United States Championship. So, yeah, I'm going Damian Priest. Yeah, and then give me what I want when Damian Priest wins. Give me Damian Priest versus Keith Lee for the U.S. title. There's a match I want more. Give it to me. I want the Miz. Yeah, I think it'd be good too. I think they could they could do something with the US title too. I love it, but I think give that rivalry a break. Well, I think yeah, I think you're going to because it's clearly Morrison versus Miz is gonna happen. I mean the way there's looking for that match. He's very excited for that, especially because Miz apparently didn't actually have a full ACL tear and they literally kayfaved everyone, which is just rare. Yeah, but if you could if you could kayfabe an injury with anybody at this point, it's got to be the Miz because he's never had an injury, so you believe it. Like it's like, oh god, this guy's actually hurt because yeah. that yeah. dude never misses any. Like he doesn't. He's never been injured. He's always on TV. He's always at press. So it's like one of those things where it's like, or if he's not there, it's like, oh crap, he actually is very. Is he's he got to be hurt. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I think it was believable with him. Oh yeah. And that dude is so. He, we've talked about this. All of all three of us have. That dude's so damn good and believable at what he does, mm-hmm. and he he could pull it off. I think better than most could. So yeah, I mean, if if it was only partial and he was you know in a wheelchair for two months and he only needed to be on you know crutches, I'll believe it. He's good at it. He's great at pulling it off. He's, I mean, he's an actor, so of course he's good at this stuff. But it's definitely yeah, like you said, Thomas, believable with him because. Yeah, he's never been injured. He's always been there. He's, well, one of the biggest loyal soldiers WWE has ever had. Yeah, did you, I don't know if Logan, if you watch or not, Nick, you might not have caught it, but when they were doing the, uh, the new segment with John Morrison, he had the oh, Miz yeah, yeah. His guest on there, yeah. and he asked him, he's like, what are your favorite movies of all time? And the Miz goes, the Marine series that I was in, and then Morrison goes, great acting, and like his eyes get really big, like he's just, he's BSing him. I thought that was hilarious, dude. <laughs> There's... Like the Miz has actually gotten me to watch reality TV. Now, granted, I mainly watch for Maurice, but um, <laughs> the Miz has gotten me to watch reality TV. And his, oh, yeah. shit, his shit with Morrison on that is so freaking funny. Well, him and Ziggler too, when they all get together. Oh, oh, oh dude, yeah. this is this is a. I love that show. I'm not afraid to admit that show is yeah. so. That dude. show is fantastic. I honestly, I went into it not expecting much because I was like. Great, another reality TV show with wrestlers. This is going to end wonderfully. You know, just sarcasm and everything. And then, yeah, I started watching. I'm like, 
Okay, you, you sons of bitches. You it got gets me. You, it gets you hooked right away, dude. With like the first five minutes, you're just like into it, man. I especially I was watching the one where it was Miz and Morrison doing the whole parkour thing. Yeah, oh, dude, and so I was funny. like, that is so genius and great. The, the one where they go eat chickpeas or green pea soup, <laughs> and the Miz finishes twelve bowls. <laughs> Oh, dude, it is. That's just good TV. I don't care who you are. And the famous lines of Vince. This is good shit. Such good shit. And plus, it's really cool to see Maurice in like a totally different light than what we've seen her in. Because mm-hmm. she is hella entertaining in this show. She is. It's an overall great show. But going back to this great show, everybody voting Damien Priest? I believe yeah, so. Yeah, I'm going yeah. Damian Priest. Yeah. Get your Sorry. title, son. Sorry, Seamus, but you've had, you've been champion for a good while, but time for Priest to have it. So we go from that championship to the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, the Usos versus the Mysterious. And I'll be honest right now, I think this is the best the Usos have ever been. Might it's be a crazy thing for me to say. It's a stretch, in my opinion, just because they stuff they did with the New Day, at like Hell in the Cell and stuff. Yeah. Those are oh, great. I mean, just man. like in their careers wise, like I think them being part of the whole, you know, Chief Stable, the Bloodline. Yeah. Yes, the Bloodline. I think this is the best oh. they've been because they have been booked so dominant, so yeah. destructive. Barely anybody can lay a finger on these two. I mean. I can- I'll disagree on that, where I think the, the best the Usos have been was when they went to hell in a cell with New Day. Yeah. I Those mean, matches were always great, but this, I mean, just like, built-wise and character development, I love these two. Yeah, I, I think, I think though, I, I can agree with you to a certain extent on it, like the character work and stuff, but I think it's just because they're with Roman, man. Like that guy says, the reason why he wears that gold glove is because everything he touches turns into gold. I mean, it's hard at this point not to be in the peak of your career if you're with Roman Reigns. If you're not, you're doing something wrong because that dude is, is something something else right now. Yeah. He is, yeah. Something about that, man. And we'll be getting to Roman Reigns later tonight, people. But I'm looking forward to this match because I've loved the matches they've been doing. I love this story. It's been great. And Dominic, every time he has a match, he just gets better and better. Yeah. He's he's uh, incredible, and this is his you know, it's the one one year anniversary of of his first match. Mm-hmm. We'll see, we'll see. I mean, Seth Rollins last year, and now you're with your dad fighting for the tag titles at SummerSlam. So we'll see. I mean, he's only going to go up from here, but I'm curious to see how Saturday goes. Yeah, especially with a literal big crowd. Yeah, like I mean, no, nothing against the kid, but that is a high pressured situation. Yep. Because, I mean, he's is is he younger than us, or is he older? He's, like, 24. So, yeah. A 24-year-old having to perform with your dad, so you don't want to mess up against two guys that I think are the best ones to have in a tag team match. Because as far as tag teams go, Usos are one of the best. They're the ones that you want to be in there with because they will take care of you. And make sure you're good. I think, I mean, I know this might be an unpopular opinion because there's so many tag teams. I think they're the third. I think they're the third best tag team of all time. I agree. Who do you got above them? Uh, I've got Edge and Christian at two, and the New Day at number one. Okay, see, Thomas, you and I are thinking alike, and I appreciate <laughs> that. 
there's, I, there's nobody better than the New Day. You can't. Nobody can convince me otherwise. You can have your opinion, and I'll respect it. But you cannot convince me that there's anybody better. And I love Edge, you know, the wrestler on the face of this earth. But you cannot convince me that the New Day are not the number one tag team of all time. Oh, there's been votes and everything. My my personal favorite will always be the Dudleys. I get that, but I respect it. But I'm Edge and Christian in that era, and you're the Dudleys. And I, I respect it. I think the Dudleys are great. I think. I think maybe the greatest tag team outside of WWE, if we're just talking wrestling, is probably going to be the Dudleys because they have, what, 23 or 24 world world tag teams? It was high 20s, I think. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think it's going to be the New Day yeah. as far as yeah. WWE goes. Yeah, but, yeah, the Usos are one of the ones that you want to have, like, a guy like Dominic who's still, I mean, he's doing great. He's done so well, especially from his first match, which he did wonderful in, and, I mean, a big part of that was because of Seth Rollins, who yeah. can take care of anybody in that ring. Uh, Sting. Sorry, Sting. Or besides Sting and Finn, <laughs> but uh, those are different stories. Um, but yeah, just for him to go into a tag team match like this against the the Usos, who, again, I will agree with you, is one of like the greatest tag teams of all time. Easily top five. Yeah. So I think this will definitely be a great way for them to kind of solidify Dominic as a great competitor. Um, as for I have winning this match, this is one I've been kind of bouncing back and forth on, on who I think is going to win. Okay, so I'll go first since you're having a little back and forth. I'm going to go with the Usos because I want the inevitable Dominic heel turn on his father. So I'm going to go with the Usos because I want that heel turn from Dominic. Bloodline wins here. We'll see the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. I'd say right now the Usos, they're just doing so good with the tag titles. It's yep. yeah. too early to take them off of them. All well, right, now. now that they're back, they're, they're the best tag team on SmackDown. I mean, there's mm-hmm. nobody better than them on SmackDown, so it's kind of hard not to have them be the face of your, your division. Exactly. So we go from that match. We're going to one that I think Thomas is excited, but I mean, anytime this man is in a match with somebody who has a finisher that involves the head neck area makes Thomas's heart skip a beat. And this is edge versus Seth freaking Rollins. Finally, a WWE match with long storytelling implications to it. I mean, this match is seven years in the making. And Nick, I'm going to be honest with you, and Logan, I'll be honest with you too, this is going to be the hardest prediction of my entire life. Oh, I knew it was. Right as they announced this match, I'm sitting there going, oh man, when Thomas and I have to record for this, I'm expecting like an hour pause of him trying to decide which one is going over. Because you know how much I love Seth Rollins, but then it's Edge. But then it's mm-hmm. Seth Rollins. But then it's Edge. <laughs> this, I mean, I've met Seth Rollins. I mean, I was a huge Shield guy. I watched him in in you know FCW NXT. I mean, he's huge. But then there's Edge. I mean, it, for me, that's number I'll one out right there. That's number one on Mount, Mount Rushmore. It doesn't get any bigger than Edge. This is hard, man. But the storytelling has been so good. And like I said. Long, long-term storytelling. Seven years. I mean, this is this is perfect. And I think the perfect time to do it too. Yeah, I think so too. I think the way they did it too, of, of, of Seth costing him the title because he, he's jealous. I mean, he is. He he literally said nobody could be champion unless it's me. Mm-hmm. 
and then just going back, just the callback. Like I, I should have ended you seven years ago when I had the chance. And then Edge calling Seth Edge Light. Oh, dude, it's so good, man. It really is. Yeah, everything about this has been perfection. The buildup, the story, the execution, every single little bit has just been so good leading to this. Because these are two, like, I mean, these are all professional wrestlers, but these guys are like top tier professionals. Oh, in their in their era, these are these are these are two of the the biggest stars of their era, no doubt. I mean, this is, I mean, this is huge. I mean, this this is that match that it's like the this is something for the old fans. This is something for the new fans. This is something for everyone. This is a money match right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is legitimately like was one of the top things on me and Nick used to do like fantasy booking before we started the podcast and stuff. And this would always be like number one on my list. I want to see Seth Rollins and edge wrestle. That's yep. legitimately what I want. Ever since that curbs that almost curb stomp. Yep. It's just like, Oh man, this is going to, but this is the thing. Like I'm excited for this match. I really am. And you know, and wrestling things happen, but I just always worry just because Seth Rollins does a curb stomp. There's always those little incidents that could happen. I'm not saying that, you know, Seth's like it's going to be Seth's fault or anything, but it's definitely a thing of worrisome when somebody has a finisher that involves head neck area. Oh, I'm terrified. So, I think he's actually going to bring back an old friend in this match. Seth we, haven't ped- we haven't seen the pedigree in a while. I thought you were going to say the buckle bomb. I was about to cry. I was like, <laughs> please don't. I forgot I had heard a rumor for a while that the pedigree, like, Seth was looking to bring the pedigree back just because he can't curb stomp everybody anymore and make it feel as impactful. He has the ability to do the pedigree with just about anybody, but he'll do this. He want, he like, apparently I, I think it was Sean, Sean Ross who had talked about this where he's like, he wants to do the setup where he does a like super kick to get him into position and then put it in. And it's like, yeah, that, I mean, that, it kind of works. So kind of doing a mixture of Shawn Michaels and it, Triple H. And especially with especially with Edge, you've got to be careful. And I think WWE officials know that. I think that's mm-hmm. I think he brings back the pedigree for this one. Again, it's still worrisome just because it is another head and neck area. Because, I mean, you see some people that uh, go to try to take a pedigree and all of a sudden just driver their head into the ground. Yeah, I, so. I like I said, I'm worried, but like obviously he wouldn't be in this position if he couldn't do it. I, yeah. I think they just need to go balls to the walls with this match. And I, I mean, Edge trusts Seth with his life, or else Edge would not be doing this match. Exactly. So, I'm not saying I'm worried about that things are happening, but there's always that accidents always happen. Yeah. Whether you could be the safest person on the planet, but there could be just one slip up, and somebody gets hurt. But no, I'm pumped for this match. I think. If all goes right, this could be match of the night. Yeah, I think so, too. But as far as I have winning, Thomas, I'm going to be honest, I've been back and forth just like you, where I'm like, I'm putting down the scenarios of like, if Edge wins, they could do this kind of stuff. If Rollins wins, they could do this kind of stuff. And both are just like, damn. I mean, I look at it, you know, with, with Seth, it's it would be another notch on his belt, man. He's beaten mm-hmm. Roman. He's beaten Cena. He's beaten Triple H. He's beaten Sting. Beaten Sting. I mean, Lesnar. Beaten Lesnar. It would be another notch on the belt, man. So for him, obviously, it's going to propel. But for Edge, it's one of those things where it's like, 
He has. I mean, he won the Rumble. Obviously, that was a big match. Mm-hmm. But I just, I don't. He he's lost a lot of big matches since he's been back. So I'm just trying to yeah. figure out what the hell we're doing here. This victory, I think, would like just story wise to like to the character edge. I think would feel more gratifying than him winning the title, just because of what Rollins almost did to him. So I'm actually my vote for this one. I think Edge actually wins this. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I think Edge wins it too. I think Edge wins it, but in the sense though too, you do have to set up Rollins to get to Roman. So like, how do you do that? That's the interesting part to me. Yeah, I mean, honestly, both of these guys winning, I don't really see what's next for him. Because mm-hmm. Edge just lost to Roman, and I don't think he could be number one contender again. And with Seth winning, I could he obviously could be number one contender, but if he loses, I don't know where he goes either. So it's kind of, it's a real big toss-up, not even for just my investment in the two wrestlers, but storyline purposes, like mm-hmm. where do we go, win or loss for both these guys. Exactly. That's why right now, just because Edge is the one that's in my head, I'm going with Edge. But give me like 20 minutes, and it probably will be Seth. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Seth. Seth's my pick. Okay. All right. Are you ready for this, boys? Are we ready? We're, we're no we. contest. <laughs> I would be so pissed if it ended in a double. <laughs> oh my god. All right. So here's the thing. All right, I I wanted I to go, I was standing in a DQ. I'd be so pissed. Oh my god. Um, I wanted to go with Seth. I know that might surprise you, Nick. And here's the reason why I wanted to go with Seth. It's because of what we just talked about. Edge has lost a lot of big matches since coming back. Yeah. I mean, he won the Rumble. He beat Orton and then lost to Orton. I mean, there's a lot, a lot there. Um, and, and I picked him at WrestleMania and he lost to to Roman. And I picked him at Money in the Bank and he lost to Roman. I think Rollins needs this more, but third time's a charm. I'm picking Edge. This son of a bitch better win this match for me. Like I said, though, like story-wise, it would make sense for Edge to win just because of what Rollins did to him and everything. Yeah. So, And here's my thing. I, we talked about this before. I'm just glad the dude's back. I mean, if he didn't win another match, another title, he wouldn't even supposed to be here. And as a fan, like... I like I told you guys before. I cried when he retired. I cried when he came back. So I'm just happy to be in this position where I can talk about. I can vouch that he cried when he came back because him and I watched it together. I can just be happy that he's actually having a match with Seth Rollins in 2021. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go with Edge. Um, I know I don't sound as excited, but it's really hard for me to pick between these yeah. two guys. But I'm gonna go. It's it's like 51 49 for me. It's literally that close on who's gonna yeah. win, in my opinion. I got so, the right superstar though, thousand yeah. percent. So both of us have edge. Logan, you're going Seth. Yeah, I'm going Seth. Alrighty, there we go. Now let's get to this match because I'm excited for this one. They had a wonderful match at WrestleMania. I think this time they're even going to do better, and that is a SmackDown Women's Championship: Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. All right, now before we get into this, let me let me hit you guys with something real quick, okay? They are joining a very prestigious list here of wrestlers, okay? All right, so since 89, WrestleMania WrestleMania and SummerSlam opponents have only fought a handful of times. So we've got Rick Rude and Ultimate Warrior, Bret Hart and Owen Hart, 
the Hardys, Dudleys, and Edge and Christian. Yep. Brock and Kurt. Eddie and Kurt. Eddie and Ray. Undertaker, Edge, Brock and Roman. Brock and Seth. It's a pretty pretty good list of rematches. Yeah, exactly. For WrestleMania SummerSlam rematches, that's a pretty pretty good list to be on. So these two have got a lot to live up to. But if anybody in the women's division can do it, it's definitely these two women right here. And it's crazy that they're the first. Exactly. So So, I'm super pumped for this match. I'm kind of like, I know it won't be just because of the two matches out of the after this, but yeah. I would be 100% okay if they made this the main event again. I, I would not just because be I want to see Roman and Cena. I, I have yeah. to see that as the main event. Oh, it will be, and I know it will yeah. be, but if they, you know, as this card's coming out, and all of a sudden, like co main is uh, Roman and Cena, and all of a sudden these two are the final one, I'd be like, okay, okay, I'm okay with this. Let's let's get this. Let's go. But no, I've been excited for this because we, I think we all predicted this back at WrestleMania. Yeah, that they're going to fight at SummerSlam again. Yeah. That Bianca was going to beat Sasha. There's going to be Sasha's going to take some time off. Bianca's going to be built up, and then we're getting back to this. So I'm excited for this round too. Uh, I love that Sasha is still a heel. Yep. That was one thing I worried about when she came back on SmackDown and was like a face. I'm like, no, please stab her in the back. Come on. And she did. I'm like, thank you. It sucks that it happened to Bianca, but thank you. (laughs) Exactly. That last Friday when they were doing the signing Mm -hmm. and Sasha put Bianca in the bank statement with her, with her hair on the table. Oh, dude, that was brutal. That was brutal, man. Yeah. So. Talk about brutality. These girls are going to murder each other. They're going to tear the house down on Saturday, man. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. This is going to be a five-star match. Yeah, I, I think this will too. be as just as good or better than the WrestleMania match. I I will say that every single day until then. I think, yeah, I think so, too. I think it'll exceed WrestleMania, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So. It's going to be an awesome match. Uh, this is another one I've been going back and forth on. Was because Bianca is just like, uh, there's a huge gap difference, but she's been like Walter to me, where I've not been bored with her as champion. She's That's been a great champion. I love her as champion. Yeah. She's very like believable to be holding the title this long because you just see the feats that she's done, her strength, her in ring stuff. This woman is amazing in the ring. Yeah, and there's always that gap after WrestleMania when somebody wins the title that it's 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 fifty fifty. You're either gonna you're gonna get stale by SummerSlam, or there's gonna be that miraculous feat where you can still be over by SummerSlam. And I, I think it's more like seventy five twenty five. Yeah, and I think Bianca's in that very very small percentage of she's still over. I don't think she's stale, and I think she's doing great with the championship. I think that star making performance at WrestleMania really was a star making performance. And I think that she is a superstar and I think she's going to be at the top of that division for a long time. I agree. And honestly, that's why I'm picking this as much as I'm happy that Sasha's back. And the fact that she's a heel, I think Bianca still beats her. 
I think so too. I'm going with Bianca. I think it's a lot easier than most of these matches. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with Bianca because I, like I said, I don't think she's stale. I think she's going to be on top for a while. And I think she's going to be a, a big time player on SmackDown for a long time to come. Bianca wins. And when the match ends, then the theme music hits and the man returns. That was about to be my shot in the dark, too. <laughs> Becky Lynch. This makes too much sense for it not to happen. She's healthy. She's been training. She's ready to come back. Her music hits. Boom. You put her on SmackDown so that she has her hubby next to her. It makes a lot of sense. I'm 100%. And, and it's the SummerSlam crowd. And oh, I mean, that crowd's thing is that, like with Bianca, it makes so much sense because, and I'm sure Thomas might have a little disagreeance, maybe, but just because I mean, Becky main evented a uh, WrestleMania and won the titles, Bianca main evented a WrestleMania and won the titles, and the fact that she did it against Sasha Banks, have Bianca go through all four horsewomen, if anything, yeah, it would make sense. I think it would be great, it would help boost her star power because i mean all four of the horsewomen are so over and yeah. i think that would be great wins under her belt because she's already beaten bailey she's already beaten sasha there's only two more one's on raw unfortunately but things could happen yeah but yeah actually logan i agree with you even on the show in the dark i think this is when becky shows up and it's against bianca because that's a match I know people want to see. Because Raw has a pretty good women's lineup. SmackDown needs another women woman to come in, and I think Becky would be the perfect one for that. <clears throat> Thomas, you got anything to say on that? Do you agree, disagree? Uh, I disagree, but we'll talk about that in a second. Okay, well... I think that second is now because we are going to go to the Raw Women's Championship, and it's Super Nikki. I know she's known as Nikki A.S.H., but to me, she's Super Nikki versus Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. Now, before we get started with this, one, who saw Nikki winning? Because I know Thomas and I didn't. I didn't even have her winning money in the bank. No. (laughs) That's what I mean. Neither of us were. We both like, I think she was the first one we, like, kind of kicked off the list of, like, no, she's not winning. She's fresh and new. But I'm not going to lie. She's kind of run with this. I've enjoyed her as champion. I've hated this rivalry, and I'll tell you why. Oh, I hated the rivalry, but. Oh, I've hated she... this whole story coming up to SummerSlam. Go ahead. I'll tell you why. How many times has Sasha and Bianca fought since they started their storyline coming into SummerSlam? Like, in a match. I was about to say zero? Or zero. How many times has Charlotte, Rhea, and Nikki fought? Every it's, single week, uh, it felt like. Every fucking week, man. And I'm tired. Why would you give that away? Mm-hmm. It just, I hate that booking. It's so dumb. I hate it. Just let them fight a little bit, like like in a contract signing or, you know, do attack like tag team. Match, yeah. Or attack them after the match. Do some chicken shit heel stuff like Charlotte's doing. But why would you have them fight each other for the last, like, five weeks? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I think Vince is trying to put Nikki over more as, like, 
look, she's able to hang in there with these two, so it's more believable. Yeah, but these three the, fight, do, but it's like booking. Have her beat like Nia Jax by a roll up and Shayna Baszler by a roll up. Like have her beat them, not have roll ups, count outs, and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, fight all three of them fight for the last like four, four or five weeks, man. I I don't I yeah, I will agree with cheating. you. <laughs> I love her as champion though. I didn't think I would enjoy her as champion. But it's definitely a lot better than I thought it would be. Now, as far as this match is concerned, I hate that it's, again, Charlotte and Rhea. Yeah, it seems they're, like they're definitely your three biggest stars on Raw, though, as far as the women's division goes. Yeah, well, besides Asuka, obviously. I'm not talking about Asuka because she's not in the match, but I know that she's, like, one of the biggest female wrestlers in the world. I think she kept the women division afloat during the whole Thunderdome think, period. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So, but as far as this match is concerned, it's like you were talking about. We already saw the matches on Raw, whether it was tag team singles, yep, um, and stuff like that. It's like you're taking the magic away from this match. There was so many better ways to build this up. I get that Nikki is not on the star level of these two, but. There were so many other ways you could have gone with this. So, yeah, this is one of the matches I really just don't care for. And I hate that I don't care about it because we have great talent like Charlotte, Rhea and Nikki in this. But yeah, I didn't even watch the Raw, but just watching the highlights, it just burned me out of the match already. Yep. So uh, who do you guys have winning this? I'll let you guys go first because I'm going to go somewhere else with my. I mean, I, I, mean, I want it to be Rhea. I think it needs to be Rhea. I just I don't get why Nikki's in this match. I don't get this at all. I think we're in the same boat here, Logan. I really do. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but with my prediction. Uh, explain more why I get why she's in the match so you guys go ahead yeah I'm gonna gonna go Rhea but this is the I don't really give a crap match yeah that's how I am just because I've been burned out on Raw my gut wants me I want Rhea to win but knowing Vince and Raw and all that stuff I think Charlotte's going to win. I don't want her to. I really don't, but I think I'm 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 going Charlotte. All right, Nick, are you ready for this? Logan, you ready? Yeah, go ahead. Charlotte Flair. Yep. And I'll tell you why. Nikki Ash has done her job as being a great transitional champion. Charlotte gets it back. And the one woman that she's been talking crap about for the last four or five weeks, I respect your guys' uh, opinion and prediction on Becky coming out for the end of the SmackDown women's match. You think I think Becky shows up here because Charlotte's been talking so much crap. Charlotte thinks she's the man. She runs this place. And the one woman who is the man and runs this place shows up right after this match and beats the snot out of Charlotte Flair. The problem for me with... Uh... Nikki wasn't really a transitional champion because Charlotte was champion and then Nikki cashed in. 
Well, yeah, but I mean, I, I think a transitional is less than three, four months. Yeah, but I think she's just a placeholder. I really do. I don't think oh, that yeah. she's meant to have a long term title run. No, not at all. So I think that's what it's, she is. Yeah, and that's the unfortunate thing of it. But I hate it because it's literally just making Charlotte get close to that sixteen time women's champion like her father. You know it's gonna happen. I don't I want Charlotte to win, but I think for storyline and I want Becky to come yeah. back the crap out of Charlotte. And that's where I have to go with it. If Becky, if Becky comes back and for the record, everybody, I have nothing against Charlotte. She is a tremendous competitor, but she's like the Roman Reigns to me. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. And I'm not talking about the new Roman Reigns. I'm talking about the one that everybody hated because he was being shoved down our throat. That's how I feel about Charlotte. She is a tremendous competitor, one of the best. I will say that, but uh, she's what, a 13? No, it's uh, only like 11. It 11. was, oh, but they took off the NXT women's title because they don't count it, I guess, anymore. Of course they don't. Because Vince doesn't give a crap about NXT. But anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah. I vote Charlotte. Yeah. If Becky comes back and beats the crap out of her, awesome. But we both have a prediction that Becky is coming back at SummerSlam. I mean, because if, if you really think about it, I like your guys' idea of her coming to SmackDown and fighting Bianca. Mm-hmm. But people, the heat that's going to go through that arena when Charlotte wins... What better way to follow it up than with the ultimate high of Becky Lynch coming out and beating the crap out of her? Yeah, I think it just—I think it just makes more sense for the not for the night. I really do. Either one honestly makes sense because the thing with Raw is you already have a bunch of good people on there. You got Charlotte, you got Rhea, you got Shayna, you got Nia. You yeah, got but I, I think Rhea goes to uh, SmackDown when they do the shakeup. True. There's nothing left for her to do on Raw. I mean, she's already lost to Charlotte 15 times. I don't even <laughs> want to get started on that crap. Uh, so, yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll know at SummerSlam, if one, if Becky comes back, and which one she goes to. Because I believe both, honestly. I think both would be a good one. And then, I mean, Survivor Series is the next big one. And that could be the great one of Becky wins the title by that point. And we have champion versus champion, Charlotte versus Becky. Yep. So we will see what happens at SummerSlam, people. All right, let's get this next one over with, please. Yeah, Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. (laughs) And I guess it's for the championship. (laughs) Oh, man. Like you got, like I will say this. And if if it, this goes how I hope it does, well, I'm just going to say right now, Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Okay. If, so if I, Bobby Lashley goes in there and just completely obliterates Goldberg. And I mean, Goldberg can get a few hits and like let Goldberg have a couple spears in, but Bobby kicks out. Build yeah. Bobby up more. All right, Nick. So this is this might be the one and only time that you that I have compassion for the Bill Goldberg character. Okay. So you might want to mark this down on your calendar as a historic date. I'm not going to sit here and bash on Goldberg, which is surprising. I don't care that he, I, I, I don't hate that he's back. I get why he's back. He's a big I attraction. Just, he draws he's, money. But he's over, he's over as hell. Vince couldn't get Brock back, so he had to go with his next, you know, his next big thing. 
No pun intended with that, by the way. <laughs> um, so money-wise, it makes sense. You're going to get your older audience back. You're going to have your newer audience. SummerSlam's going to be huge. We, it's just me and you agree on this. I hate that he comes back and fights for the title, but he's got to in this case because there's nobody else. They didn't build yeah, anybody yeah. else up on Raw. Raw Strowman's gone. Bray Wyatt's gone. Like all exactly. of Raw's like top tier guys. I feel like the plan six months ago before WrestleMania was that we're going to get Brock back for SummerSlam and it's going to be Brock mm-hmm. versus Bobby, which I I would have been fine with. But this is the next you know this is the next best thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't hate it in that sense. I hate he's fighting for the title, but it makes sense. I'm okay oh, with yeah. it point like the the build has been great too i think it's been i think it's been a pretty good build i think they've sold me on the match because i know was terrible yeah i think we talked about it at money in the bank maybe or a little before that of how i didn't want goldberg back this match was gonna suck i didn't want to talk about it i think they pretty much sold me i think mvp and bobby have had some great promos goldberg has done what he usually does where he comes in Talks a little bit of smack and gets a spear. I, I'm not. I don't hate it like I thought I was going to. I'm actually looking forward to it. To be honest with you, I just want the same thing that you you want. Where I want Bobby to just decimate this guy. That's what I like. I'm okay with this match. It's definitely going to put build Bobby up as long as Bobby wins. Don't do another Bray Wyatt the Fiend. Don't do another Kevin Owens thing where Goldberg wins the title. It just will bury. Bobby Lashley at that point. Yep. So, uh, Logan, where are you at? What do you got on this? I couldn't care less if Goldberg was in this match or not. But I do love where Bobby's going, and a win here really does mean a little bit more, I think, to Bobby than it does anything else. So for that reason, I'm going to go Bobby. All right. So we've all got Bobby. Great. Thank God we got that out of the way. Now, here is my thing, boys. Now, Nick, you talked about Bobby. I talked about it, too. Bobby destroying Goldberg. I want Goldberg to destroy Bobby just a little bit more than we're anticipating. Because I want that all Las Vegas at the end of this match. And I want our boy to come down and cash in his money in the bank and beat Bobby Lashley for the championship. Mm Mm-hmm. I want that more than anything. I want that more than just beating Seth Rollins. I want this so bad. You just want Big E back on Raw so we can have New Day back. I don't. I just want to have the title. <laughs> so no, bad. I agree with you. But doesn't Baron Corbin technically hold the briefcase? Don't pull that shit with me. I'm not saying he's going to cash in, but I mean, it's kind of hard to cash in something when. I think he'll, he'll get it back on Saturday. The new day is going to be there. They'll get it back. They're all going to be together. They'll get it back. Yeah, he'll get, it. He'll get it. Man, I'm ex- I'm just hoping WWE doesn't do what I I'm worried about and have Goldberg just decimate Bobby Lashley. Oh, or we could get Biggie cashing on Goldberg, and we can have the big old meaty men slapping meat, dude. We can get Biggie's dream match, man. <laughs> All sorts of men slapping meat against each other. Oh, yeah, that's a pancake festival. Dude, I want to be a that, part of that interview that they did. Where Biggie's like, You talk about your five star matches and do all these flips. No, I just want two men in the ring slapping meat, two big old men slapping meat. Oh, dude, one of the greatest things Biggie's ever said in his entire life. Oh, my god, Biggie's just entertaining. But so we have we all picked Bobby Lashley to win. Yeah, go Bobby. Yeah, so good. Glad. Thought uh, I was gonna have to make a trip somewhere and murder somebody. <laughs> otherwise, but uh, 
I mean, you are cool. making a trip. We are watching SummerSlam together. I'm pretty excited about that. Yep. Going to be at Planet Comic Con. So anybody in the Kansas City area, come see us at Comic Con. We're just going to be walking around, uh, maybe trying to sneak in to meet Christian and uh, Britt Baker. Might be kicking out because we got caught. But you know what? It's going to be fun. I have a question I want to ask at the panel for Christian and Britt Baker. How or well, it's really more for Christian. How did it feel that your last moment with in WWE was with Edge? What did that mean to you? It's a good question. So. It's good, but I don't think it'll be his last moment. I think we'll get we're going to get a surprise in the next couple of years. Who knows? I think Christian gets inducted, and I think Edge has got to do it. Well, nobody else could. Well, I know, but I'm just saying. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. So it's going to be great, but. All right, we have one more match, and it's one I'm honestly, I've been highly anticipating just because it's going to be, like Logan had talked about it before, and I do agree with him that this is going to be, honestly, this could be like one of the best SummerSlam main event matches. That's, I know, a major shot in the dark saying that, but it has a potential with these two. And that is the Universal Championship match. Roman Reigns versus the returning John Cena. Like how we were talking about before, this is legitimately our version of Rock versus Hogan. Mm-hmm. This is going to be astronomically probably the biggest main event in the company's history. I mean, this is this is insane, dude. Yeah. I would have loved to have just bought a ticket to go see just this match, just to Yep, being just to be in the crowd when that crowd just goes to feel the arena. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just I mean, that crowd's going to be absolutely insane, dude. I mean, th- 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 but this is why you love wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. All the fans who have said, "Oh, WWE hasn't built anybody up to be like the next John Cena." No, they have. And Roman Reigns, when he says he's the best storyteller in pro wrestling right now, he is one hundred percent, one hundred percent spitting facts. Look at what he's done in a year since he returned. So he returned last year at SummerSlam. He beat The Fiend, got the title back. He has been the Universal Champion ever since then. Technically he's beat Braun Strowman. And then you know, he has to beat up on The Fiend. <laughs> then he goes on and tells just the story of, okay, for his entire career, nobody said he could talk. He could talk. He's cut two of the best promos on Cena. Like, like Nick, you and I talked about the last time that these two fought. Is like... John Cena took him to freaking school in that promo. Yeah. And then Roman comes out there and says, you know what? If you're okay with missionary every night, it's like, where did that come from? Like, that is just awesome. That's the Roman Reigns I want to see. But then you also have the greatest of all time, in my opinion, John Cena, doing what he does best. Like, the promo he cut last week, the one, two, three, it was good. It was solid. And then you saw Roman have good comebacks with it. With the fact that John Cena mentioned Dean Ambrose's name on WWE TV, it's like, oh, that got like I'm pumped up for that match just right then and there. It's like, like these, it's so good. I love that part of the promo, but I love the part where he said, "I might just win the title, go up to the fans, and give you a kiss goodbye." Like talking about CM Punk in Chicago, that was my favorite part of the whole thing. I love that part. Like he had no fucks to give in that promo, and that's not. John Cena. 
And my favorite thing about Roman right now with the whole going back and forth with Cena is you guys talked about the last time that they had a, a promo off. Roman, the last time they did it, looked flustered and he was like taking pauses and didn't know what to say. And now it's just, it's quick. He knows, it, he knows exactly what he's going to say. Cena says something, Roman's right there, right on top of him. I mean, it's totally different than the last time we had this. The fact that Cena had to say in their their first one saying, it's called a promo, dude. If you want to be the best, you got to learn how to do it. Yeah, and now yeah. it's... Roman took that to heart, and now he's... Because it's one to have a promo thing with John Cena multiple times, but to stay up with him is something that's very impressive. Yeah, I mean, I could only name a handful off the top of my head who've been able to do it, and that's CM Punk and The Rock. I don't really think anybody else has really Kevin been on. Owens. I'd say Kevin Owens, AJ Styles. Yeah, okay. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I forgot about those two. But yeah, for, for sure, those four. But yeah, it's a very, very... Well, we were talking about SummerSlam, WrestleMania SummerSlam, uh, back-to-back matches. It's about the same with John Cena promos versus somebody. There's only a handful of people that can do it. Yep. Exactly. There's not too many people, and Roman did a damn good job at it on mm-hmm. Friday. It's just to go show how much he has improved over yep. the years. Because like I've said it before, and I'll keep saying it, this is the best we have seen Roman Reigns, both character promo in the ring just all around this has been his best yep not even a question this is like well i mean everybody's been waiting for it for a long time but this is like roman going from rocky my via to the rock yep this is like his transformation of it yep so with that being said though this is like peak roman reigns versus the veteran john cena yeah, I would. I would still even say Pete Jones. You know, I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's ever lost it. I don't know if he ever no, will. He's, to be honest yeah. with you, <laughs> I don't think so. He'll be like Ric Flair doing into damn near he's seventy. Yeah, I could see it. So, but who do you guys have go, have going over in this? We have seen Roman Reigns with the title for a long time. Does he hold on to it, or does John Cena finally break a record that nobody thought would happen for a long time? So before we get to our predictions, let me ask you both a oh. question real quick because we, we, we said this could possibly be the best SummerSlam match for either of these guys ever. Do you think that this match could top what we saw in 2016 with AJ versus Cena as far as the Cena match goes? As far as like a great, like a great, great match or what do you like in general? Yeah. What are you talking about? So we talked about this possibly being the best Cena match at SummerSlam of all time. Do you think it could top what Cena did with AJ in 2016? As far as in the ring. Because that might be John Cena's best match of all time. That and the Rumble 2017 with AJ. I'm so glad we were there for that. Yeah, so that's what I'm asking. <laughs> I think in, in, um, this could be as big as that match or even bigger. Crowd popping wise, definitely. Like the f- crowd will be going nuts before the bell even rings. Yeah. So in that retrospect, yes. As far as like from bell to bell then... That's where it gets tricky. Yeah. My answer might surprise you, and I'm going to go yes, because what is at stake? There is so much on the line in this match, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, this has got to be probably one of the the biggest matches since, I hate to say it, but Rock versus Cena at WrestleMania 28. I mean, this has got kind of – this is huge, man. I mean, this is – this has so much at stake in this match. Yeah, I agree with you, honestly. I do. Like – in that retrospect, yes. It's got the hype behind it, like John Cena versus The Rock. Uh, 
the promos, everything leading up to this has just done nothing but add a lot of fuel to the fire. Yeah. And I think, honestly, they will not only... They set a high standard, but I don't think not only will they meet that standard, they will break through it. Yeah, because like JBL says, big match John, man, and the, he's going to come out here and Roman's at his hottest. It's just mm-hmm. two combustible elements, and it's it, the, the match is going to be insane. I, I'm so this looking is, forward to this match, dude. Yeah. And this is a John Cena that we have not seen since, what, WrestleMania, well, in the sense of Firefly Funhouse yeah. match. So this is John Cena's pretty much first match back. And it's in front of a crowd, so John Cena is going to want to give hundred and twenty percent. Exactly. You're going to so. see a John Cena like you've never seen before. I think so and too. I'm all for it. This is this is. All right, I'm ready to say it. John Cena's within seventeen because, like, you wouldn't do this. Like, I mean, you need a reason to build these big fours even more to warrant it being at a arena like Allegiant Stadium, like. This is a WrestleMania-worthy venue, so you need a WrestleMania-worthy finish. And winning 17, all the fireworks going off, that would be nuts. And Cena's only worked 10 of the 14 appearances that he was supposed to have. hmm So, like, he could drop the title on a SmackDown and be fine. Yeah, but the problem is that that would destroy so much of the meaning behind that. I, but I don't think it would, especially if he lost it to like Big E. Ooh, and Big E and Big E faced Roman. What if Big E cashed in at the end of this match? Ooh. I mean, I'd be down for that these, too. <laughs> we were talking about Goldberg and Lashley tearing each other apart. Yeah. These men are going to rip each other apart till there's nothing left but bones. All right, now, Nick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want you to break this down. You've known me for a long time. Okay. Really think about this one. Really think about it. Mm-hmm. You know how I feel about both these guys going into this match. Oh yeah. Who do you think I've got winning? See, there's different things to this because with the John Cena thing, just like you, just like me, we grew up with John Cena. John Cena was our Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was our Rock. He was our Hulk Hogan. He yep. was our Bruno San Martino. So just for him, because he's already set records, no doubt. But for him to set a record for a 17-time championship, that's our childhood finally coming full circle. Going going against that, though, with Roman Reigns, he's been a guy that you and I definitely said, once he gets to being the Rock, he's going to be one of the greatest. And now he's finally at... The Rock, and he's done exactly what we thought he would. He has been dominant. He has been decimate. And him getting a pin over Cena, don't get wrong, Logan, I would love to see you know, Cena win 17 times, fireworks going crazy, crowd erupting. It would be awesome. But I think it would be more amazing if Roman beat Cena. All right, you and got valid points there. So where, where are we going? For you... I'm going to make a prediction. I'm thinking you're going John Cena. You would be incorrect, sir. Uh, I'm going with Roman Reigns. You cannot end this mm-hmm. like this. No. You can't. You just you, He's the tribal chief. He is the best 
thing that WWE has going right now. He's the best wrestler in the company. He's the best on the mic in the company. He's the most dominant. His mouthpiece is probably one of the best of all time. Who he doesn't need him, but he has him there. He's got the stable. I mean, he's got the he's got everything, dude. Yeah. I, I, and I, as much as I like, you said I would love to see Cena win the seventeenth. I don't think this is where Roman. He it doesn't end here. I think he keeps going. He he adds. He adds. So he, he's got Taker, right? Mm-hmm. Beat Taker. He beat Brock. He beat Cena. He beat Triple H. Thanos has almost got all of them. There's one more he needs, and that's The Rock. You don't stop here. You keep you keep going. I think they. Yeah. I think we, I think we get that Rock match in April. He's got the last stone. That's it, man. And then Roman that's... becomes Ro- Roman is legitimately right now of our of our like this time right now. He's the greatest. I mean, there's nobody better than him. I don't think there is. Even with Cena coming back, I think Roman's hotter right now. And I get the nostalgia pop with Cena, and he's been here so long. I love the guy. Everybody else does. That pop of money in the bank was absolutely insane. But I think I think this is where Roman continues, and it's just another notch on his belt. I was about to say, I I believe we all know Cena is sometime, probably you know later down the road, Cena will get that 17th uh, title win. But yeah, I, I'm agreeing with Thomas. I don't think it's here. Roman has been just on a snowball ride of just dominance of fan popularity of sales. Everything this man has done has been money. Yep. And like Thomas said, he has beaten some of the all time greats and he's getting that infinity gauntlet going and there's just one piece missing. And that is with the rock. So yeah, I agree with Thomas. I'm going Roman Reigns. Go see the baby. <laughs> I wouldn't hate to. See it. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't hate to see it, but I just think that, that Roman's got to keep going. They got the snowball going here, and it's going because straight. you remember Nick and Logan. You might remember too. I don't know how far your your wrestling goes back because you never, me and you never really sat down and picked each other's brains about it. Right. But Nick, you remember in two thousand five, two thousand six, and two thousand seven, Cena was champion for twenty two out of the twenty four months. Yeah. I think Roman needs a, a rain like that. I, no pun intended. Sorry. He <laughs> Roman needs, needs a rain. <laughs> Roman needs that kind of rain to be on that level of, of Cena and the rock. He needs, he needs to be the head of the table. He needs that rain of being champion for that long. I mean, granted Cena did lose it a couple times. He lost it to edge at new year's revolution, but it was only for a month. He won it right back at the rumble later, mm-hmm. like in, later that month or the next month. So I, I think that Reigns needs this long, methodical, violent, vicious reign as champion where nobody can touch him. Because that was that was Super Cena. Super Cena had that reign after he beat JBO where nobody could touch him. Kurt Angle couldn't touch him. Triple H couldn't touch him. Sean couldn't touch him. Jericho, Christian. I mean, there were so many people that he beat. And I think Reigns needs something like Because Reigns got it. I mean, he's got... KO, he's got the Fiend, he's got Braun, he's got, you know, the one of the Usos. I mean, he's got enough on there right now, but I think he needs to keep going to, to make this, you know, like a, like a Cena-type push where it's just he's just dominating everybody. And it's this is the thing for me is like, even as a kid watching it back then, what makes this one more believable than John Cena's is the fact that Roman Reigns is a heel. Yeah. They finally... Pulled the plug on that and decided, you know what? Fine, 
we're going to make him a heel. And it's turned into him being, I think, honestly, cheer. I think I've heard people cheer him more than ever before, even with the shield. Exactly. Just because he has done so much with it, there's so much hype behind him, and he's just going to be this dominant being that's going to, especially like you said, with the win against Cena here, it puts into people's heads like, well, crap. Who's going to be the guy to take him down? Exactly. But the thing, but Logan, this is the other thing too. I, I respect your opinion of Cena wanting to win, and I love it. I would love Cena to get seventeen. But let's just let's go down the line here a little bit. He beats Cena, all right? right. Then he beats The Rock at WrestleMania. Let's just say that match happens. We're just we're fantasy booking here. Mm-hmm. That person who beats Roman Reigns is going to be a megastar. I mean, not even a superstar, a freaking mm-hmm. megastar. So I think in long-term booking, it makes the most sense, too, because whoever beats Roman next year, if, if it happens like that, dude, that person's going to be set. So, so okay, fantasy booking, I'm going to take it a step further in that if WWE got desperate enough, they would pay, I think, to get somebody back. Somebody who fits way too well into their criteria. The issue is that they'd have to give them creative control. But there's one man who could, who who if he beat Roman... Would be the over guy. Would put him in a position he wants to be in. Puts him back in a company that he's well loved. I mean, I know he didn't leave on the greatest of terms, but the WWE did give him an actual send off, which is something they rarely do. Dean Ambrose. Oh, dude! If Dean came back, because his contract is up with AEW in like I think April, and he hasn't signed a new deal yet. SummerSlam 2022. The Dude, problem is, is that Ambrose I think he would. Reigns? Oh my God! I think Wait. he would have to come back as John Moxley though, because John no, Moxley has gotten no, so much. No, old. no, you could sell him as Dean Ambrose. Cena mentions him in a promo within the last year. That's reason enough for them to keep him. Mm-hmm. Plus, you can have it inevitably. You'll reunite the Shield again. Oh my uh, God! For the twentieth time. Shield versus New Day at Survivor Series next year. I book it now. Uh, <laughs> I love that idea, but Shield would just decimate. Wait, the- okay, <laughs> so like, here's the deal. I'm, I'm going to pitch it to you like this: What if? Because what? That would be double or nothing. That's right before WrestleMania, right? Uh, no, double or nothing's in May. To be Revolution. Uh, yeah, with the February show, yeah. So, so Revolution ends. Moxley, he's just. Moxie gets written off, right? Okay, Tony Khan wasn't able to give him the like ten million that the WWE is going to offer him, which is a realistic number. I mean, just say that 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 could happen. WrestleMania happens. The Rock, cool, awesome, goes out there, hell of a show. The pop that you would get at Mania, oh if my God, you yeah, heard the lunatics. Back. Remember when he came back before uh, the match with? Uh, uh, Ziggler and Rude, Ziggler and Drew, Ziggler and Drew, yeah, yeah. Ziggler and Drew. And SummerSlam, yeah. you remember that pop? That yeah. was one of the loudest pops I've ever heard. If yeah. you had that idea, are you kidding me? And really, all you gotta do is give him creative control. That's what he wants. If you give him creative control, he, him back at WWE makes so like of all the guys who have left WWE to go to AEW, that's the one I think WWE hurts the most. Jericho, yep. okay, it's cool. Jericho was was 
the vids did too much damage for that one and, and, and i think they know that too is vids booked him poorly on the media after the festival of friendship they know that they are probably going to get it back never say never but it'd be a hard sell and like jericho's not mad about it which is cool like that like that's a legitimate game uh ty dillinger he was nobody um Christian stings a little bit, but again, he had independent roots after he left WWE the first time, and he's come back. Like I think the door's always open for Christian to come back. Dean's the one where it's like, dude, they were milking the Shield for everything they could. The Shield was how they survived, like 2014 or 15 through 17, was they kept booking them into just these crazy matches with Kurt Angle coming in for a little bit and all this other stuff. They need they need Dean Ambrose in a way that I don't I don't think anybody's willing to admit. Moxley is the biggest star in AEW, and I I feel like Vince shoots himself in the foot every day for letting him go. Yeah, but I think that's why Vince is willing to pay huge money to get back, especially if WWE ends up getting sold. If WWE gets sold and Vince isn't part of the picture, and let's say Trips is taken over, or Shane's taken over, um, and like. Because right now the rumor is they're going to sell to Disney, right? Disney's got the money. Disney's got the power. Disney can put them on Fox, ESPN, wherever they want to be. It makes a lot of financial sense for WWE to sell to Disney. Disney's not Vince McMahon. And if they were smart, they would wipe the creative board clean, which is kind of what Disney does when they buy a company. Like, with the exception of Lucasfilm, like, they wiped the Marvel slate clean, brought in Kevin Feige, Marvel's now becoming the biggest success that they've had in a really long time. Um, I I think this is a no-brainer that you need to bring Mox back. I think you book it where, yeah, have Roman beat Cena here. Have him beat The Rock. The issue is that I heard that The Rock isn't for another year, though. Yeah, well, whenever it is. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I really don't. I just that's you know that's what's been going it's around. Logical. It's logical. It's I yeah. mean, it would make sense for him to be in Dallas. I mean, look, Nick, you and I will be there. I know we've. I think we've already talked about that. And Thomas, I know you're going to go with us. Uh, I've already got the house booked, boys. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! I've already got the place to stay, boys. What are we talking about here? I've already got yeah. everything's already arranged, man. Hey, we just yeah, need to get tickets, tickets at this point. Yep, I'll everything's arranged. Boys. I'll bring the booze. <laughs> I agree with that. I do. I would love, um, even if it's not for another year, Roman Reigns is, as champion has not gotten a single bit stale, not even an ounce. Nope. This man could be, cha- like, he could have, I'm hoping it doesn't happen, but if it does happen, I could see, he could have a Bruno San Martino reign, and I don't, th- it would probably get a little boring here and there, but overall, I think it would still be great. So let him have the title as long as he can until The Rock, have him beat The Rock, and then, yeah, if John Moxley can come back, it would be kind of cool. It would be tough, but to make him a surprise appearance at WrestleMania, them saying, like, we have somebody for you to fight at WrestleMania and just keep it a mystery. And then he comes out because sometimes when those surprise ones happen, dude, you cannot. There's no feeling of that kind of pop. No, that Hardy's one at WrestleMania 33 was insane, dude. Yeah. So, there's so many ways they can take this. Uh, Logan, I do love your theory on that. And I do agree. Moxley is one of the best. And yeah, Vince definitely 
I think hopefully realizes, well, crap. A bunch of these guys are stars and I'm letting them go. Yeah, right. I just think with how they let Moxley go, too, in the sense of, like, he didn't have a 90-day no-compete clause. He didn't have a, oh, we're going to write you off TV completely. Like, no, they wrote him off in a very respectable way. Mm-hmm. I mean, that man did do a lot for that company, so they better do that just to show respect. I, but I, I look, you think the, the other reason they would do this is to get somebody else back, and that's his wife. Mm-hmm. They need Renee back. Like, I love Kayla Braxton. Kayla Braxton doesn't have half the charm that, uh, that Renee does. Uh, like, Renee is just fantastic. So, all right. So, going back to SummerSlam this year, uh, Logan, are you changing your pick or are you still picking Cena? I'm going with the 16-time WWE champion. All right. I'm going Roman. Thomas, you're going Roman? Correct. All right. Well, you guys have any closing statements? Any more shots in the dark you want to do? No, man. I'm just i really excited for SummerSlam, dude. I think this has a chance to be bigger than WrestleMania. I really do. Mm -hmm. Which is crazy, because I don't think I've ever said that about a SummerSlam. But this definitely has... The potential to be bigger than WrestleMania. I mean, we talked about one of our favorite SummerSlams, and which of my people go back and listen to our Rope Talk Rewind of SummerSlam. I enjoy talking about it and agree it's one of the best. This one might be a contender. I will see, man. I'm excited. I really am. I think that main event's going to be, uh, dude, I mean, talk about edgier seat. That thing's going to be intense. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, be nuts. Awesome. I, before we go, though, I do want to talk about one thing. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, we're recording on Wednesday. There's a very good possibility that Friday night in Chicago, somebody makes his grand return to the squared circle. How much does it mean to you guys that CM Punk is coming back? Thomas, the floor is yours. <laughs> <laughs> so... Here's my thing, and Nick, we've talked about this uh, plenty of times. If you would have asked me three or four years ago, I probably would have given you a different answer. At this point, I'm burnt out. It's not that I don't care. I'm just burnt out because there's always been so many speculations and rumors, and he's not coming back. He's coming back. It's one of those things for me where I'm not going to believe it till I see it. And that's been my, that's literally been my my mindset for the for the last probably two three years to be completely honest with you now if he comes out awesome great it's it's fantastic i lose my shit i do backflips i freak out i scream like a kid on christmas who just got his new bike that he wanted i'm gonna lose my mind but i'm not getting too excited because it's a believe it when i see it kind of thing so and i i will tell people thomas has always been a cm punk fan ever since i've known him I mean, when we would hang out, his room, he literally had a punk banner. He had the CM Punk things like, Thomas is a fan. He's not one of those bandwagon peoples. But I'm really hoping if Punk does return, I may have to tell your fiance to record it for me. Yeah, I mean, dude, I mean, it's it's even before. Oh, dude, yes. I need this for other content. Yeah, we need that. So here's what I want you to do. No matter what, 
have a camera going on you on ramp at a rampage. It's got to be at the end, right? That's when we assume it's probably yeah. going to happen. Yeah. It should so be like the last, the, the last 10 minutes of rampage. I want you to take your phone out and I want you to record. Send me the video. Oh, I've got a kind of a funny idea I want to do with this. Okay. <laughs> we'll, uh, so we'll get it on the social. Let's twist it real quick, okay? Let's do let's do a little okay. something else here. So, so we know MJF and Jericho are fighting, right? We we all know this. It's a fifth labor of Jericho. Open the show with Cult of Personality, and MJF comes out. <laughs> <laughs> There's been talk of him doing that, and I'm like, you know what? That would be. Perfect. If anybody can pull it off, it's Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I'm telling you right now. It's like uh, I know uh, it was back when Thomas and I went to the Royal Rumble. I said this, and Thomas is like, "Nick, if this happens, I'm going to punch you in the face." But we were talking about. I was like, "Dude, what if in the Royal Rumble, this comes out to Daniel Bryan's theme song?" And Thomas looked at me like, "Oh, you son of a bitch." <laughs> I've never seen so much murder in his eyes before, but it was so hilarious. So, yeah, MJF would be perfect to do that for CM Punk. Cult of personality? Ooh. Yeah, it'd be great. I, like I said, though, I'm, I, I, I'm not going to get excited because I've gotten excited too many times about it. But if it happens, it's going to be great. If not, it's just another one of those moments for me where it's like, ah, well, figured he wasn't going to show up. He's not here. So I'm, I won't be upset. So Yeah. Yeah, 100% agree. There's just been so many speculations over the years. Ever since, honestly, he left. Yeah, exactly. There's been so many every year. Y'all. Yeah. Yep. January of every, yeah. every single year, there's been at least 20 to 30 times yeah. people said, oh, CM Punk is coming back. But like <laughs> right now, like Sean Ross is saying it, Meltzer saying it, like the stars... Yeah. I yeah. mean, freaking Darby all in makes a comment about how, oh my God, you gotta prove you're the best in the world. Well, I heard, so I heard through the grapevine that he was supposed to come back last year before all this pandemic stuff happened. Because mm-hmm. he had talks with Tony Khan in 2019 about coming back last year, and then all this stuff happened. So we'll see. If there's a crowd, he'll be there. Definitely. Yeah. I think he's like one of those, like, the reason. I mean, granted, I'm glad it didn't ruin it, but Edge's return. Yeah. It would not have had the same. It would have still no. been amazing and everything, but it would not have had the same effect. Oh, dude, I remember that night sitting in that living room with you, dude. And it tw- like, it was like at like 16 or 17. And I'm just like, oh, well, Edge isn't coming out. Yeah, he was 21. Number it 21. Is, it I was finally like, hits. Oh, my God, dude. And it was funny because he was on the phone with somebody and he wasn't really paying attention. He was talking to the person. And then I just heard, you think you know me? And I just grabbed Thomas and I go, Thomas, put the phone down. And he looks at the it's screen happening. he just drops the phone. I chucked that phone, dude. <laughs> and lose. I'm down on my knees crying, like bowing and just like shouting at the... I honestly thought the cops were going to be called. I really did. That's how much I was losing my shit, dude. Our other roommates came out to the living room going, what is going on? They just see me laying on the floor crying. I'm just like, oh my god. It happened. (laughs) Exactly. I've never loved a man before. Oh, dude, it was an it was it was insane, dude. It was a it was a great moment. So yeah, I need to tell your fiance, hey, 
if CM Punk, or I should just say, hey, if there's music that hits and Thomas all of a sudden flips out, record it. Well, I'm honestly probably going to be at my parents' house on Friday because I live in a duplex and we have neighbors. I will message your mother or your father and tell them. Well, hey, she'll be she'll, she'll be here with you, but like I said, I'll have to be at my mom and dad's house because I can't be that loud at the duplex. <laughs> Especially if CM Punk comes back, like you will get the cops called. Yeah, you. you gotta remember too. Rampage comes on at ten o'clock Eastern, and I live on the east. Co- like I live in Ohio, so it's going to be on at ten o'clock. So I really can't be that loud at my house at ten o'clock. <laughs> Thankfully, though, my my parents live in a house, so I can be a little louder here, so that'll be nice. There we go. I will have to message them and say, hey, your parents know who CM Punk is. I don't know if your fiancé does. No, because, like, we've, you know... We've been together a year now, and she doesn't. If I don't talk about them normally, like I like she knows who Edge is now because obviously he's oh, come yeah. back. He's my favorite, but like with CM Punk, he hasn't wrestled since 2014. So I mean, no, not really anybody knows who that is. At least, at least who have you been watching for the last five or six years? Anything before that, obviously, but so. But if they don't know who he is, they'll know who he is on Friday if he show if he shows up. If big if, if. a big if. But, all right, everybody, sorry we kind of went off track, but there's so much stuff, speculation, story stuff going on, people. So, uh, Logan, when does this go up? Uh, Saturday morning. Saturday morning. So, by that time, people, uh, CM Punk might have shown up on AEW. If. If it happened, there is a new article of Apostrush.net called Best of the World. Check it out. Um trying to think of what else uh mlb power rankings went go went live at the same time this did uh Q-list. mighty ducks finish it up on monday and then a week from monday we go to the nine nine josh and i take it over for brooklyn nine nine land party is off for, uh next week but we will have trash talk on friday we're gonna finish up our nfl previews with the nfc south got a lot of good stuff coming people so stay tuned on that enjoy SummerSlam. NXT TakeOver, and AEW. And if CM Punk shows up, well, probably with this article Logan has, there might be a video attached. Oh, here we go. Of (laughs) Thomas flipping out. But it'll be so worth it, people. 100%. So until next time, everybody, I'm Nick Legit, joined by Thomas Cordray and Logan Corkins. Have a great time. Enjoy SummerSlam and NXT. Peace Peace out, y'all.